You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Brian, so on the topic of this defense and, and you know, a an offshoot of, I guess, this similar talk about, topic about guys that need to step up, you know, we... We've all come to trust Dan Quinn in a really big way. Um, and I think there's a lot of trust for Joe Witt and Aiden Durde and uh, George Edwards and other guys on the defensive coaching staff. But there's a lot of trust for the guys on the defensive coaching staff after the 2018 season, too. Um, when Jalen Smith played really well, Leighton Vander Esch had that dynamo rookie season. Uh, Brian or uh, Byron Jones had had that big-time campaign when he switched to corner and became an all-pro guy. Uh, and I don't think anybody really envisioned that you know, 12 months later, Chris Richard would be pushed out and would not even have a job in the NFL uh, in 2019 or in 2020. Um, so I guess on that topic, is there anything that you feel we need to guard against? We talk about the turnovers and stuff like that, that there may be some regression there, but is there any scenario for you where you think we're coming out of this going, man, that was some fool's gold in 2021 and maybe Dan Quinn isn't this, you know, super fixer, this magic man that we all thought he was. No, you know, to be honest, Bobby, no. I, I mean, I, I, man, they've they've bought, you know, they've bought a lot of trust with me. And this, I, again, I go back and I've said this on 105.3 before during our show. My friends in Atlanta told me they're like, listen. You're going to love every one of those coaches you mentioned, you know, AD, Witt, you know, Dan. You're going to love – my guys are like, you're going to love all these guys. And, you know, they're they're good teachers. I mean, my guys in Atlanta were basically saying, listen, we were a bad half away from the Super Bowl from everybody still being here. You know, that that's – it just – you know, it once that loss and then, you know, it was from that point on, it was just kind of downhill – but no, I, I trust I you know I trust these guys because I I kind of feel like you're going to get the best. These guys do get the best out of whether it's you know AD on the defensive line with what he did with Dorrance Armstrong. You know I just kind of feel like though look at getting Micah Parsons as a pass rusher. I mean come on that's just not. He's a natural athlete and a hell of a football player, but to have the vision and the understanding of how to use him that way, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see any huge regression here because I kind of feel like, I feel like the front's going to be okay. I do feel like that they're going to be able to replace Randy Gregory with a couple of different guys. I feel like they're going to be better at defensive tackle. You know, I do feel like they're going to be better with Jabril Cox coming back and being able to be a part of this. I mean, I'm interested to see what happens with Kelvin Joseph and stuff like that. You know, I really, really am. And, but 
that's trust. That's my trust. Uh, it, is it going to be the turnovers and all that? Maybe not. But the whole idea of turnovers is coaches put players in position to make plays. And I'm willing to bet that Dan Quinn and these coaches will figure out ways to to put some of these guys in position to make plays. Do you think uh, – I, I think part of what we both heard with the uh, demise of Chris Richard is just the, the coaching style, the personality style, just it, it wore off its effectiveness. And it became a little heavy-handed to some people, I think. Um, do you think that that's one of the main differences, I guess, that that won't be like, – like you can't compare the two because Dan Quinn's downfall is definitely not going to be about culture or personality or anything else – because everybody's bought into the way he pours himself into their lives and, and, and really tries to connect with everybody. Yeah, I think the thing that, that Dan Quinn and these coaches um, have bought, have bought um, the trust of these players. You know, they went in there with the idea of like, okay, hey, we're going to coach it this way. You know, you're absolutely right. I think that may, what makes Dan Quinn different from many other you know, from other coaches is that his uh, his willingness to get to know the player that he's coaching, get to know what makes that guy tick. And whether it's music, whether it's uh, collecting stuff, whether it's food, whatever, Dan and these coaches are going to try and find ways to have that connection. And then all of a sudden that connection builds trust. And once you build trust with a player, it's real easy to say, Hey, listen, I'm going to send you on this blitz. I know you probably aren't going to get home. You know, I know you probably don't feel like you have the skill, but I'm going to send you anyway, because I trust you to get home on the blitz, or I trust you to Cox to play the run when Daniel Jones coming around the edge on the goal line against the Giants. I'm trusting you to be the guy that's not going to get fooled and go flying down inside and allow the quarterback to get around the corner. You know, those are the types of things I think that, you know, uh, you know, with, uh, you think with digs, mm-hmm. you know, in coverage, you know, Witt's telling him, listen, you play this technique and you bail and you turn and you put your eyes here. I promise you the ball will be there. You know, and that's, that's the kind of stuff that, that you know, it's not one things because I think it got to the point where, you know, you had Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard, and it's like, it's just constant, you know, maybe Rod was a little bit more of a beat down guy. Chris was maybe not so much. And then you kind of, it was going a little bit back and forth. And I kind of felt like that Chris Richard had a chance to be if Jason Garrett was going to get replaced. I mean, enough players really liked Chris. But, you know, liking Chris and playing hard for Chris and finishing with for Chris, you know, that that, you know, that had to be something that that, you know, needed to be done. And it really wasn't done. And I'm a big fan of Chris Richard. Um, he went off to New Orleans, was the secondary coach with Dennis Allen getting promoted to head coach there. He's been elevated to, I think, co-defensive coordinator now. Um, so so he's landed back on his feet in the NFL sure. and, and has a good track record of success. So. No, no disrespect to Chris Richard at all. I think nah, it was, not at all. It was just nah. one of those things where 2019 was a toxic locker room here in Dallas. That yeah. was that was a bad year, um, and I think that's why you saw a lot of people 
get blown out in the end. But, you know, you, you're talking about the trust that guys have in coaches and that coaches have in the players. Uh, you mentioning you're interested to see what happens with Kelvin Joseph. I will say really quickly, uh, I think that that's where a lot of his issues came down to last year in terms of his opportunities and everything else was just a complete lack of trust. And it wasn't just yeah. about the off-the-field stuff for them. I don't think they totally trusted him on the field at times. And so, no. you know, that I think that was probably damaged further with his incident this offseason, and, and we'll see if the NFL uh, punishes him for that. Another parallel to 2018 when we talk about regression, and and to be clear, Leighton Vander Esch didn't play up to the level that Micah Parsons did last year. Um, but Leighton Vander Esch was a, a all-pro caliber linebacker his rookie year. He played incredible. Um, didn't have some of the same pass rush skill that uh, Parsons does, but played great and then sort of regressed. Is there any concern for you? It doesn't sound like it's there for you with Dan Quinn and the defensive coaching staff, but do you have any concern about Micah Parsons taking a step back? Or maybe Micah Parsons playing as well or, or maybe even better, but maybe the statistics aren't there. Maybe he doesn't get up to the same sack numbers. Do you have any uh, concerns about that heading into this season? I'll say this about Leighton Vanderesh, and it's going to sound terrible, because and, and I'm not trying to slam his former teammate, but there was a lot of time where Leighton Vanderesh was having to cover for Jalen Smith, you know. And I think that I think that honestly, I think that made Leighton Vanderesh not as good of a football player, you know, when he was having to cover or he was having to be in position, or maybe he was worried like, okay, I'm not. You know, and, and I'm making it sound like I'm slamming on Jalen Smith, but look who they moved on from. They moved on from Jalen Smith. Yep. You know, they moved on from him. So you could say, well, it was the contract and all that. No, it was the play. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But there was also that side where others were having to cover for Jalen Smith. You know, and it, it became a problem. And look what, with Leighton Vander Esch, what he was able to do last year. There were several games where he had double-digit tackles. You know, he quietly went about his job, you know. And it was – I said this before. This is one of those sneaky signings that when you look back on it, you're going to say, man, you got what you – you got it from – you got it this year from Leighton Vanderish. Now, the questions about the neck, the back, all that stuff, you know, I mean, it, that those are for real things. But when Leighton Vanderish was on the field last year, he was not a liability. But I, but when he was on the field with Jalen Smith year before, he was a liability, and maybe that had to do with he was having to cover for Jalen Smith as well. Uh, one more question on this topic before we uh, transition over to some uh, listener questions. What about again? You talk about J. Ron Curse playing really great. You sound you sound pretty confident that Leighton Vanders will step up this year. You don't sound like you're concerned about Micah Parsons regressing, Dan Quinn, any of that stuff. No, any no. concern for you that uh, J. Ron Curse was any a, a sort of flash in the pan, or do you think last year was just that's the first time he was given the opportunity and put in a position to succeed, and we should continue to see that? Yeah, I mean, what the guy missed three tackles last year. Yeah, he was great, the most reliable tackle, tackler on the team. Yeah, I mean, it's I, you know what I to me. 
I don't, it wasn't one of those things where he got a huge contract or anything. He got compensated, you know, well, but for how he played, I'm surprised another team didn't, you know, and maybe people know something I don't know. But honestly, this time last year, if we were doing this show and you said J. Ron Kerr's chance to make team, I don't think I would have been like upbeat and positive yeah. and all that. And you watch him play, you watch him play, and you're like going, well, well, damn, he's always in position. He makes tackles. He knocks balls down. He can intercept a ball occasionally if he has to. I mean, he's one of these guys that there was ever a perfect scheme for him to play in. Dan Quinn's running it for him. And so I think that's where I don't see regression. If if we start seeing uh, curse miss tackles, then it's regression. You know, if you all of a sudden it's like, well, damn, that was an open field tackle he would have made last year. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Then it would have been like, okay, there's the regression. But I kind of feel like they need him to play great again on defense because he does so much. Him, Micah Parsons, they do so much on defense. You know, they play great. The defense is better. You're listening to the Love of the Star. I'm Bobby Belt from 105 Through the Fan in Dallas, joined by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. Uh, the Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast, and it can be found on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 